So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class, part copywriting course, part community and all class. It's free to be on the wait list and to be the first to find out about doors opening for enrolment, find out more at crispcopy.com.au. Now today we have Liv. Liv, what is your favourite word? Ooh, I don't know if I can pick. I always love saying the word peninsula because the syllables are so evenly spaced out and each one kind of flings you on to the next one. Or Memphis, maybe. I liked it so much I used it as a name for ages. I still do sometimes. I, lo- I love your Memphis story. And I love how when I told my daughter that, you're, um, that you call yourself Memphis, she's like, um, life goals. I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell, so tell us about your um, live Memphis persona and, and t- just tell us the backstory about your name. Well, I I always had a really deep appreciation for the power of words, especially names. And I I believe that we can be whatever we decide we are and that words and concepts that are applied to us or that we apply to ourselves, we can have power over them. So choosing my own name like that is a way for me to live that belief and exercise that power. Um, I always liked the sound of the word Memphis. And as a name, it's both unisex and memorable, which are two things that I, I really like. I love it. I love it. And I've got to say, there is there is a definite bonus in being one of the only ones on Tinternet with your name. <laughs> I know that. Uh, people often say to me, how do I find you online? I'm like, well, if you Google J. Chris Crow, literally no one else will come up. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> the, but the real... Yeah, I think there's a burlesque dancer who calls herself Memphis as well in Sydney, which is a bit, mm, okay, yeah. I think I was here first, but okay. <laughs> I wouldn't mind sharing my name with a burlesque dancer. Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Cute. Okay, so the real reason I wanted to chat you up today was because you are my favourite copy coaching client in the whole wide world. Um, so and <laughs> you won't tell anyone else that. Um, but also because you have this really cool background. So tell us about what you studied. I studied a lot of things, but mostly (laughs) psychology. (laughs) A lot of things. Um, So we've been chatting on Facebook a lot since we did um, our three months together about the psychology um, behind copy and marketing. And and I love our Facebook conversations. I love that uh, my my business coach wouldn't agree that this was a great idea. But after you and I worked together, I didn't kind of upsell you to more (laughs) mentoring. We just started a Facebook messenger relationship where we chat about a whole lot of things um <clears throat> and I, I kind of wanted to I've already told you this story a little bit but I I kind of think about it when like I have to redo my client avatar and I'm trying to teach people about the importance of psychology and copy and why we pick certain things and it's like a totally illogical mm. set of ideas that go on in our head when we make a a a huge high risk decision um which is really Mm. difficult for us as marketing people and copywriters to preempt what that what all of that psychology is um Mm. because there are some beliefs and like inherited values and motivators that you simply cannot unpack no matter how great you are and this is my favorite story that i like to tell people about um the power of strange psychology to make emotional big risk big financial decisions because um, when I went to choose 
an OBGYN to have my very first baby, I went, there was like a baby expo and you could like go and it was like <laughs> a meat market for OBGYNs. Um, yeah. and so I went like all, um, I was, I was just going to like, it was my first baby. I was in my twenties. I was just going to squeeze and that thing was going to pop out. And they were like, I just needed somebody to catch. That was right. That's, that's how yeah. it always happens. That's right. Totally. <laughs> and so I went to this baby expo to pick off the rack, my OBGYN. <laughs> and in my head, this big ticket, big risk, huge financial investment had this one, the, the, whoever I chose had to have this one defining factor. And that was he had to kind of look like Santa so that he was trustworthy and he had to have really big hands. And whoever looked like Santa and had really big hands was the best person for the job. And even though my logical brain kept telling me that that, like it didn't matter the size of the man's hands or the woman's hands, um, they would still probably be a great OBGYN and I should be looking for like other features. Still in my head, I was looking for a physicality of Santa who had big hands. And it was so ridiculous because it, as it turned out, I had to have an emergency C-section. And even though the second time I went back to have another baby with him, I still picked him, even though I knew that big hands with an emergency C-section is not the way to go. And I knew I was having another C-section. I still chose him. Um, so it, it, there, there was still this thing in my head that the best person to deliver my baby was Santa with big hands. And well, so... I mean, obviously those big hands are good at evoking feelings of safety in women yes. like you. So I guess that's some good branding on his part. It really hands. was. But a, weird, a really weird thing happened when I went back to have Ella um, a couple of years later. So like I booked in with him over the phone. I was like, yes, I'm making the best decision. There's my Santa with big hands. He's the perfect man. And I walked into my first like 20 week appointment with him and he had lost like 45 kilos and he was wearing this black polo neck and like I've always had a thing about if you're probably a little young but I grew up in the dead poet society yeah right. and I've seen it yeah I, seen it. <laughs> I was just so in love with everybody that had a black polo neck anyway he looked like a cross between like Dr McDreamy and somebody from dead poet society and I immediately had this really <laughs> strange reaction where I was like oh shit my OBGYN is now hot I'm not sure that I want him all up in my bits anymore <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was too late to fire him because when you go through the private system at 20 weeks, like that's too late. You can't find another one. So I had to stick with him. So. I've got a, a bit of a similar story, which vaguely relates to having someone all up in my bits. Um, <laughs> a few years ago, I was finally convinced to try out a moon cup instead of tampons. Mm -hmm. um, and back then there weren't as many brands available in Australia as there are now. But there were still a few, you know, there was enough choice for me to feel uncertain. Um, and a, a straight girl that I had a bit of a crush on um, was the one who had told me about Moon Cups. And so I actually ended up going with the brand that she used because I figured it was the closest I was going to get to having her inside of me. <laughs> I love that. You can imagine that as an ad campaign. Yeah. The closest you'll get to having a straight crush inside you. I think it'd actually be super relatable. I'm sure every queer woman I know, probably every queer woman in the world, has had a crush on an unattainable straight woman before. Yeah, that I think that that's brilliant. You should you should pitch that to someone. I don't like find them and pitch that idea. I think that's brilliant. It's it's yeah, it's it'd so be a <laughs> yeah, and and you could you like I could create an advertising campaign for OBGYNs with big hands. 
and mm. had some doctors. Because mm. I had some doctors thing was a big thing. Like I, I feel like, you know, the, the whole copy psychology that you kind of like answer the person's biggest fear before they have a chance to go, oh, well, hang on a sec, but what about this? Like we could do a whole, <clears throat> don't worry, I might be drop dead gorgeous, but you won't feel anything <laughs> in your nether regions when I'm finished with you. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, doctor. So tell us some other ways that you use your psychology training when it comes to writing um, amazing copy. Okay. Well, when I was thinking about this podcast, I came up with three things that I thought would be good, good things for people to hear. Um, number one is writing for memory. Number two is writing for emotion. And then the last thing is a three word phrase that will instantly improve your copywriting. I love that. Go hit us. Okay. So writing for memory ties into both your words and how they're organized on the page. Uh, the truth is most of the time, people aren't paying much attention. Mm -hmm. There are so many things constantly demanding our attention that we just, we don't retain very much information, um, but there are some tricks you can use. One of my favorites is to try and write musically, write with rhythm, with rhyme, with repetition, alliteration, but only if you can make it seem incidental. I love that. That um, me too. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, and another good one is that people will remember the first thing they read and the last thing but probably not all the stuff in between. So don't put your crucial stuff in the middle. Oh, that's perfect. I was listening to um, uh, Joanna from Copy Hackers the other day and she was saying people read the body copy only if they haven't had enough but they're not yet convinced and that's when they go back and read the small yeah. stuff. I actually learned that um, when I was a teenager and I was playing piano and I was really nervous about performing, about performing. And my piano teacher said, as long as you nail the intro and the ending, they won't remember what happens in the middle. Yeah. I'll oh, see my dance teacher used to say, just keep smiling and keep moving and no one will notice your feet. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. <laughs> and what's next? Number step two. Step two is writing for emotion. Um, so most people have probably heard the phrase features tell benefits sell before. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason this works is because of how it links back to emotion. So firstly, describing the benefit or the result or their experience prompts the reader to envisage it. And bam, once they're visualizing themselves having it, that's a really important step in the selling process. Mm -hmm. Now, ideally, envisaging this thing will also inspire some emotion, whether it's relief or happiness or pride. That's what you're going for. Because there is a particular level of emotional arousal which was found to be ideal for helping people retain information. So you want to inspire a strong emotion but not too strong. Mm -hmm. so that way, even if they don't buy the thing right then, it's going to stick in their minds for longer. Lovely. And that's just easy, right? We just do that. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. <Perfect. laughs> so tell us about your three-word phase. I love that. Okay. The three-word phase, which... Everyone will notice I've left till last, so hopefully you remember it. <laughs> but I just won't remember all this stuff in the middle. Just the great yeah, intro yeah. and your ending. Yeah, Honestly, I think this is the most important thing. And I'll, everyone, get your pen ready. <laughs> emotion trumps logic. Mm -hmm. People buy things on emotion. The logic comes in afterwards when we justify it to ourselves. Every single word in every language has some kind of emotional nuance attached to it. And that's, that's why names are so important. That's why business names and product names are so important. There's the meaning of the word and there's the emotion attached. And when you work on both of those levels, that's when you get really powerful copy. Great. So I'll give you an example from a returns policy that I read. I don't even know where. 
They said, return the product within 30 days for a prompt and courteous refund. What? What is a courteous refund? Are they going to send you a, a handwritten apology note? Like, uh, what, are they, you know, what are they going to do? Logically, that doesn't really make sense. But emotionally, it implies the company is understanding and respectful and focused on customer service. And it's way more effective than just saying that they're understanding and respectful and all of that because it's, it's implied in the copy and they can use fewer words. Yeah, beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. So emotion trumps logic. Three words. Remember it. Yeah. Good. Good exit. Nice beginning. Nice ending. Good job, Liv. <laughs> so before we wrap up, Liv, what is so crisp in your life right now? Ooh, the chicken wings I've been making in my air fryer because honestly – Life-changing. So <laughs> okay, so chicken wings segues nicely into... <laughs> it's been so crisp, but my special tasty guest has been Liv from Tender L Creative. Liv writes quirky, memorable copy for women in business so they can get the heck on with that thing they love to do. You may have noticed this is not a regular nuts and bolts podcast about copy and marketing. You can get those elsewhere. We're looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. May your day be crisper than Liv's chicken wings. Thank you, Liv. Thank you. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.